uh, welcome to another exciting edition of Cineblokes. I am one of your hosts, Nigel Wentworth. And I am Benjamin Baker. And we are the Cineblokes. We are the Cineblokes, yes. <laughs> Cineblokes is what we are. We'll get there eventually. I, you know, I, just, I told you I was going to just surprise you. and just That you did. Just drop in Cineblokeness so every now and then. tonight we're reviewing Expendables 3. Yes. Expendables 3. It was quite good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was all right. Eh, all right. There was, uh, I think, I think it's a matter of perspective, really. I mean, it was an sure. all right film, but if you come off of it uh, expecting Expendables two, I think you'll be let down a bit. Yes, I would agree. So, so we're, we're, let's let's get into it. Why were you excited about this? Okay, so uh, I really did not like the first Expendables. I was not a fan at all, and I actually, uh, I enjoyed it. So I mean, it was. Uh, to me, it was just okay. Um, I felt like giving, uh, having Sylvester Stallone have the reins uh, was probably not the best idea. Uh, I don't think he really understood uh, action as well as you would think he would. Uh, more so, he has, he has quite film it. Extensive film it. He has written, directed, and starred in a number of his own pictures. Didn't translate well. Right. Didn't translate well to The Expendables, I felt like. I was not a fan. Um, but... They gave uh, directorial duties uh, to Simon West uh, in Expendables 2, added a couple more amazing cast members, uh, and that made it amazing. I loved Expendables 2. I felt like Expendables 2 was everything I wanted uh, in an Expendables uh, movie uh, with lots of fun quips, uh, famous actors doing other famous actors' lines while they're standing in front of each other. Uh, you can't get better than Chuck Norris telling a Chuck, Nor- Chuck Norris joke. That's... I mean, the universe collapsed on itself when that happened, I felt yeah, like. They, they had a lot... Uh, they did have more fun with it. Yes. There was yeah, and there was a lot more action, too. It was uh, over-the-top, 80s, just insane violent action, which is what you want from an Expendables film. Yes. Now, uh, I think that's part of the problem that I had with Expendables 3, is that uh, I believe it had the PG-13 rating. Yes. And so the action was not as over the top. Right. Which doesn't make any sense, because if, if you're a bloke and you're going to go see Expendables, uh, you've already got your reasons. They're, they're not going to expand the crowd uh, for Expendables. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're signed up for it, uh, you're signed up for it. There's no, you're not recruiting new people. Plus, the Expendables 1 was like one of those surprise hits where it made money. Right. It made money to merit a second one. Yes. The second one made mer- money enough to merit a third one. Absolutely. So why would you deviate? Why would you change from the, the formula? formula? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. But they did. And the other thing that I felt they really deviated from this first one and the second one is that the the idea, the marvel behind the Expendables, is that you're taking all of these action stars who some of them are still working, but some of them aren't working as much. Right. And you're putting them back on the screen so that all the fans of the 80s heydays are coming out to see it. This one, it really felt like it focused more on this young this young cast. Right. I mean, like you get right... Again, we're not trying to do any spoilers, but after halfway through the movie, the main a, Expendables... A, a bulk, a, a, a large portion of the film is dedicated... Uh, to these newer people, which I really just believe is Hollywood trying to make another fucking Taylor into something. Because one of those dudes is Taylor Lutz, and he's got some fucking backstory that we're all supposed to care about. More than anybody else in the film, he's the tortured, oh, I'm gonna be a fucking rebel, uh, 
I, I don't understand. I don't get what they're yeah. trying to and, do with and he's Taylor's. The one, he's the one that makes the joke at the end is, when do I take over? Right, like, uh, yeah, no, no calm. one wants to see yeah. you take over the franchise, yeah. mate. You need to do you calm your tits, all right? Yeah, please, not... yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it out, all right? Yeah. That's, it's too because much. Ain't no one taking over for Sylvester until he's dead. <laughs> yeah, right, nice try, bro. Uh, you've got a long list yeah. of people and before even then, we get to you. Be Schwarzenegger taking <laughs> yeah, over right. this place. And there'll probably be another Taylor Hollywood's trying to make before you go. So uh, don't try to have a go yeah. at it. And it's not its not that they, they were terrible. No. It's just that's not... I don't go to see The Expendables to see today's hot MMA stars. Right, I don't. And I, I have a pant-busting crush on Ronda Rousey. I, I love her to pieces. Uh, but I'm just in an Expendables film. And... She was uh, definitely a great addition to it. I thought she was fun to watch. She had the most hand-to-hand action. Absolutely. And obviously it's to showcase her and to make her in a big star. And that's fine. Even if it was, even if the film was just, hey, we're going to add her, I'd be yeah. all right with it. My, I'd say my, one of my big beefs, though, is that a lot of her moves, it was basically like watching what I've already seen Gina Carano do. That's the, in, in Fast and the Furious. In Fast and the Furious yeah, or, right. or Haywire. Right. It was like a lot of the same jump up around your arm, spin around, kind of break dance on your body, do a little black widow thing, and then break something. Like, that's mostly what it was. And ass shots. Yes. Oh, when she first appeared in that little dress in the nightclub, yeah. I was like, I was, I was honestly thinking, I would love to be getting my ass whooped by her because I would be getting clear shots of her vagina. Like, that... <laughs> it was true. It was too uh, short of a dress I would start a fight. I would start a fight just to see that. Like, I'd be totally all right yeah. with that. Oh, she's the... Ba- no, yeah. she's not. Not yeah. in that dress. No, 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 she's not. So, uh, uh, yeah, so those are the complaints about the film. And, uh, and I'll, I'll even go one more step further and say that even the story itself uh, aside from, because I, I get what they were trying to do, this whole there old versus new. was more story than usual. And it wasn't good. That was my problem. It was, it was actually sort of depressing. <laughs> it was kind of sad. It was like, oh, we're old. We should stop doing this. Yeah. Like, no, the point of this movie is that you shouldn't stop well, doing absolutely. this. Absolutely. I'll get the metaphysical, like, you know, you know the meta narrative, if you will, uh, of what they were trying to say. It's like, oh, we're old, we're washed up. No one wants to say, oh, all right, you want to see us. But uh, no, I just shut up. Just let kill people. Do what you do. You're expendables. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, so that, yeah, that whole story I just felt was kind of vastly underdeveloped. Even Mel Gibson's character as a villain really only has, you know, one major scene where he kind of. And and actually, I mean, I enjoyed every scene that he was in when he played the villain. Like, he, he really alluded, like, that he was this super, super badass. Right. But you never actually see that. You really don't. He's just got an army of henchmen. Yeah. Just... And when he finally is like, oh, you've got to do something, do it yourself. And then he goes and he gets, like, uh, uh, let's let's get all the negative out of the way. It was right. the most anticlimactic final yes. battle Absolutely. I have ever uh, seen. And I will say this. That is one of the things that made Expendables 2 so great. Is that the... the oh, yeah. All the... Because... They paired people together. So you had, you know, Jason Statham versus Scott Atkins. You had uh, Sylvester Damme. Stallone versus Van Damme. Yeah. These just epic, you know, hand-to-hand combat. And that's the thing, like, we know, I mean, Mel Gibson is not a martial artist, but he's done the lethal weapons. He's done yeah. all the action. He, he can throw a to, punch. He knows how to fake fight with yeah, the best of them. Yeah, he can fake fight with the best of them. Especially a shit fake fighter like Rocky. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, like, that's, like, you could tell that there was a double... <laughs> There was a double in the fight doing right. weird, like, breakdance moves. Very, it very was, weird. It was very weird. It, it was, was very anticlimactic and very... And it was quick. Uh, it was like two minutes. Yeah. If two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I completely agree. You and I are definitely on board on that one. 
Uh, so positives, eh? Yes, the positives. Uh, but actually, I have a positive with a, with a slight negative. Yes. Okay, uh, Wesley Snipes. I was super, super excited to see him. Yes. I was like, oh, are you going to add Wesley Snipes? That is the dog's bollocks. It, it was going to be is. so awesome. It is. My gripe it's, is that it's there, definitely was, the tits. there was not enough of him. No, there was absolutely not. And none of him doing what he does best. Like, I go to, yes. I don't go to see a Blade film to see Shakespeare. I go to see him whooping, you know, doing, mar- I want to see him martial arts someone. Right. In only the way that he knows how. Yeah. And there was really none of that. There were, and what's, what's funny is uh, when he first appears, I thought, oh, shit. He's getting, and, and he does go in a little yeah. bit. You know, he runs off and does his little thing, and then he, he makes his own joke about his own real life, and I thought that was great. Actually, uh, yeah, that was... It was great. So I'm thinking, oh, shit, he's really going to turn shit up when they start getting, and then... And no, all, the, all the corkiness he, went no, away. Yeah, he's in it, he, he just disappears, and then he comes back, but doesn't really do much. Just like life. Yeah, well, you know. But that, that was one of my gripes. Um, yeah. But I think I know where you're, where you're getting oh to. Oh my god. Oh. Because it was single-handedly Hands the down. best part of the movie. Antonio Mendez makes that film. He does. Uh, by, by far and away, the best part of that entire movie. Yep. He's wonderful. He's so great in that film. He is high energy. Just spastic. And again, the, like you said, like, the plays on real life. Yes! Is really what they, nailed they, it. They do this whole, you know, kind of meta narrative of the fact that, you know, he hasn't really been in a lot of films. He hasn't been working much. And that's all he wants to do. He just wants to do what he does best. And the whole narrative of him in the film is that he just wants to fight. That's it. He's a soldier. He can't find work. And he just wants to kill people. And it, they do this whole narrative of it. And it's fucking brilliant. He's so great in that movie every time he came on screen I was like can we just make this movie about him yeah. we just that's all I want and I, and I loved all the just rambling that he does it's so, it's storytelling and I, I don't want to spoil to I don't want to spoil anything no, 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 but, no. but he's even when he's fighting he, he has some great fights but he's he's quipping oh, he's the whole great. time he's, he's fighting great. and it's wonderful yeah like, and that's what was, he got paired up with uh Ronda Rousey, Rousey, right. Like, they had the most epic action was, sequence in the, the whole film. They had the best sequence in the whole film. Yeah. Best sequence in the whole film. I don't care how many buildings you blow up, I'll give him the, the you know, the little Taylor Luntz jump with the, the thing and the, you oh, know, you mean whatever. That was actually probably a professional dude. Yeah, like right, not him. Yeah. But, you know, uh, but it was, it was cool. But I would, Antonio Mendez, by far, if you see the movie for no other reason and you hate everything about it, I really feel like the 20 minutes or so he's in the film, is almost worth the entire movie. I, I really believe that. Yeah. He was wonderful. He was and, so great. And I thought, I did like the addition of um, Harrison Ford. Yeah. He, he wasn't bad. He was more like exposition. <laughs> like he did more plot yeah, development. Yeah, right. But he had the, the great, you know, flying the, the chopper and he has some, you know, a bit of, that, not really what you call action, but, you know, he does some stuff and, uh, and I like his joke at the end about most fun I've had in years because yeah. you know. Yeah. No, whoever, like, I don't know if a lot of that was improvised. Yeah. You know, all these jokes that relate to, like, life, but that's really what makes these films enjoyable. Right. You see they have a sense of humor. Yeah. And that's what, uh, again, going back to Expendables 2, um, that's what made that movie so great, is they were very willing to not take themselves too seriously, make jokes about their own careers, uh, make jokes about their own lives, and that's what made it so enjoyable. And I will say that it is what makes 
Harrison Ford character enjoyable, but that is honestly what makes Antonio Banderas so much fun, is because you watch him and you you immediately see the meta-narrative of what it is he's doing, and it makes it so... You love everything about his character because he's the only person that doesn't seem to be taking it seriously, and it's great. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant performance. Yes. Yeah, there was... There was Again, the story was too—it was too serious. Yes, I think. It, it really was. I could have done with a bit less of like Kelsey Grammer, whatever. I love him. He's—he's right. he's a great actor. But I really could have done with less of the, the don't, buddy don't travel need him. film. Don't need yeah, him. It turned it like him and Stallone. It was like, yeah. all right, so here's a shot of them driving to this place. Here's yeah. a shot of them flying to this place, having a little bit of banter. <laughs> And it was like I don't because clearly they go way back. I don't. <laughs> I don't need to see this. I yeah. don't. I don't care about you. I, I will say this: if you're recruit. worried, if you're worried about Kelsey Grammer fighting, don't worry. It does not happen. Spoiler alert: he does not throw punches. So you're all right there. He's honestly there just to move the story just along. Just verbal punches. Just verbal punches, and only to Stallone, who doesn't get them. So, no, Doctor Fraser Crane <laughs> does not. He does not break out. He doesn't open a can of whoop-ass. I remember when I first saw the trailer and I was like, why is he in this film? What? And he was going around promoting it. I've seen him on talk shows promoting it. Yeah, I I don't know. But anyway. And he was injured. I don't know if he injured himself on the set, but I don't know (laughs) doing what. Well, it was a complicated scene. I was walking and... (laughs) I was driving in a car. Everyone knows I don't use a double (laughs) when I walk. I was riding shotgun. And he stopped too fast. I got a bit whiplash. Things, it really threw me off. Things got serious, and I hurt myself. I hurt my leg. So there is that. <laughs> uh, but I mean, overall, you know, I didn't. I didn't hate. It. Yeah. You know, I. Uh, I there, there's sh- enough to enjoy. Yeah. That it, I don't feel bad that I saw it. No, uh, me neither. But I do say that if you, if you were to like, oh, I'm going to go see Expendables two just to freshen up. Don't. Don't. Because you will be disappointed. <laughs> yes. With with three compared to two. <laughs> that's, that's true. Maybe one. You can watch one and, and be alright. I think that's I, a matter of perspective because I enjoyed one. Uh, is, it, is it a two? No. No. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But, uh, yeah, so what What would be your final... What's, I, you what's know, your rating? Do you want me to do... Yeah, do yours. Do yours. First. I, All right. I, I want to hear yours. I, I give it. I give it four out of five aging action stars. <laughs> I guess. Maybe no. Let's say three and a half. Can right. we do halvesies? I can go do halvesies. halvesies. That's fine. Three and a half aging action stars. All right. Out of That's five. Good. That's not bad. Um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I feel like okay. Uh, let's do this on, on a scale of uh, desperado. To like Once Upon a Time in Mexico, <laughs> which I know is your favorite film, Nigel. Well, uh, on a scale of those, I- I'm going to say it airs somewhere in the middle. It's it's not qu- you can't as long as it's not X versus Sever. No, no. Oh shit! No, we'll use that. Let's use that. That one's a great one. We'll, we'll do that. It's somewhere in the middle between those two. Yeah. No, not it's not quite as bad as X versus Sever, uh, but it's it's no Desperado at all. All right. Well, so there you have it. You know, if you're a fan, uh, you know, I would definitely go see it, um, like a diehard fan. If not, you know, you could wait. You can you could wait if you're not if you're not clamoring yeah. uh, to see them. So, well, this has been Nigel Wentworth, and I'm Benjamin Baker, and this has been Cineblokes, and we will see you after the next film.
Thank you.